Hi, this is David Flower, senior pastor at Grantham Church, an intergenerational convergent third way congregation with the Brethren in Christ U.S. and located in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast and for following the sermons that I and many others preach at Grantham. This is a free podcast and it'll always be that way, but if you'd like to give and help further the work we're doing for the kingdom, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to do that, you can do that by going to granthamchurch.org and clicking on the giving tab. Whether you're a member of our church or you're listening as a parishioner, it's our greatest desire that you would encounter Jesus and be changed by the good news wherever you are. Anyway, God bless you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Children are invited to Kids on Worship at this time if you want to do that. Good morning, Grantham Church. Good to see all of you in worship. If you're visiting with us, my name is David Flowers. I'm the senior pastor here at Grantham. This is our discipleship pastor, Melissa Lother. We have been in this series called Meals with Jesus, and we've been looking at the table scenes with Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, various passages in the Gospel of Luke, and exploring the blessings that God provides when we accept his challenge to open up our lives, our hearts, right, uh, to others at the table. We see how central the table is to our faith. Uh, We've discovered grace together in Luke chapter 5. We've discovered community together in Luke chapter 7, and then discovered hope in Luke chapter 9, and then discovering mission in Luke chapter 14. And then last week, we looked at discovering God's good future in Luke chapter 24. Next Sunday, we will conclude this series, so I hope that you will join us for that. And then the Sunday after that is fall kickoff on September 11th, and we'll begin a new series called Christ and Culture. You don't want to miss that. So, so please join us. Melissa, hello. Hey down there. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Yes. Thank you for preparing the, fu- the fruit bowl there and candles. This looks... You know, it looks like a dinner table. We're, we're ready for a feast. So <laughs> why, why this series, right? This originally started with you. You brought up and said, hey, what about this? And how about we, we take our, our congregation through Meals with Jesus? Why was that? Yeah, well, a little bit of that was some of what God has been teaching me personally lately and learning more about his heart of hospitality, the family of God and what that means for our little nuclear family, my husband and our two kids, to open up our home and our lives so that others can experience these blessings of God that we've been talking about. Um, If any of you have family, uh, nuclear extended family that's local, uh, you know what that's like when you get together, you share a lot of meals, sometimes that's organized, sometimes it's last minute, sometimes everybody's there, sometimes only a few people can come, but it's, it's more than just literally eating together, it's, it's sharing life, it's the everyday kind of in and out rhythms, rhythms of life and being together on a regular basis, and so what God has been teaching our family is how we want to invite others into those everyday rhythms with us so that hopefully they can be experiencing um, Christ as we seek to uh, live in light of who God is. Um, So I came across this book by Tim Chester that we've referenced called A Meal with Jesus a few years ago, and uh, that helped me to see how Jesus opened his life around the table in, in such a common context 
uh, but how significant those encounters were that people had with him around the table. And I thought for us as a church, as, as we've been you know, coming through the pandemic and kind of relearning what it looks like to uh, go deep in community and, and live on mission and to, to deepen relationships with one another and with people outside of church, I thought it could be helpful for us together to, to discover these blessings and discover God's heart of, of hospitality and grace. And for us to experience in a new way um, that welcome that he's extended to us so that we can then be pouring that out to others. So some people are extroverted, some people are introverted. This may come easier for some folks just to invite people over to their house. What about you, does this come easy for you and your family? It's not all that natural for me. I tend on that introverted side. Um, I've referenced before how I'm kind of a planner type. I, I can be particular about my time and my space. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm realizing more that I'm not actually that great at sharing as much as I try to teach my preschooler about that, especially food for some reason. And I, there's maybe more to explore there about where that comes from. but. Um, I, you know, you referenced something a couple weeks ago, Pastor David, about the theology of leftovers, and that's, that's something that God has been showing more of, his heart of abundance and his resources that are unlimited and how he's the one who provides not only the food, but also um, the energy when I'm tired or the peace when I'm stressed out or he's the one who provides that uh, encouragement and relationship as we come together over a meal. So um, a, a, a little example of that, if I can, uh, actually just yesterday we had a cookout with some of our neighbors and, and we had um, some of our local family join us and, and neighbors from I think three of the houses around us. And also, um, I didn't ask them if I could share this, but David Mickey Howell were there who, who lived near us in Carlisle. Uh, they're attenders at Grantham. And um, it was a really nice time. Greg and I said, we'll, we'll grill the chicken. Everyone else brings sides, dessert, and stuff like that. So we wanted to keep it pretty simple for us. And we were saying beforehand, oh man, you know, what would go really great with our chicken is a corn and black bean salad. I was like, oh, I don't have time to make that. We'll just, we'll just do what we said and see what people bring. And uh, as Providence would have it, Dave and Mickey brought a corn and black bean salad. So <laughs> it's, it's such, such a small kind of silly thing, yeah. but to me that just showed God's heart and, and his provision and, and how he's really the one setting the table and we want to join in with him in seeking to extend that hospitality to yeah, others. That's good, that's good. Yeah, for, for me, this series has been a reminder in a lot of ways of how often, and it's certainly in Luke's gospel because that's what we've been in here, he has and tells us about Jesus being at a table mm -hmm. so many times. Um, and maybe you've not ever noticed that before. Uh, that's very telling, you know? The table was a place of hospitality and the kinds of people that come to the table sometimes unannounced, but yet Jesus accepts them when other people don't accept them. Uh, he, he, he welcomes people, but he also is willing to teach some folks uh, some lessons uh, that, that need to hear some, some uh, tough things about how we're to welcome all at the table. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then too, you know, and 
next Sunday we'll be taking communion again, but I think about how Jesus, before he left his disciples, he gave us a tangible reminder of who he was and is and what he's done through the table. Mm-hmm. Right? We have the table behind us here in remembrance of me. And so I, I feel like in some ways my view of the communion table has been expanded a little bit. You know, as we said, that our, our tables at home can be sort of that intersection of, of faith and representative of what, uh, of what Jesus uh, shows us. And, and, and remembering his life around the table w- with whoever we're with. So that, that was a, that's been a good thing for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what are we doing here today? (laughs) Yeah, well, we wanted to share a few stories from the table. Um, There's a few folks in our congregation who have boldly agreed to share some of the experiences in their lives where they've encountered God around the table. So I want to invite Jeff and Carmen Williams up and Talisha Brando. While they're heading up, I just want to um, remind you at the beginning of this series, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) At the beginning of this series, we um, presented a bit of a challenge to you to, uh, throughout this time, over, over this month, month and a half, to be praying and and thinking about who God might lead you to invite to share a meal, ideally in your home or if you're able to, if that doesn't work for you to to kind of co-host with someone else. But um, as the, and the heart behind that, and hopefully you picked this up through the series, but the heart behind that is not simply to just have a meal so you can say you did, but to take a a step in um, really opening our hearts up to others and to try to share our life in in that way that we have seen Jesus do over and over again. Uh, And so we have some here who've experienced that and and whether that was recent or in the past, had uh, times where they encountered Christ around the table. And so I want to ask them if they'll share a little bit. Jeff, you, t- you told me about an experience you had when you were a young man about uh, e- encountering God at a table during a holiday meal. Would you tell us a little it, bit about it that? It was quite a while ago. How many people remember the 70s? <laughs> How many people remember anything about the 70s? <laughs> okay. When I was 19, I lived with my mother and my brother and my sister and was a sophomore at the University of Maryland in commuting. Uh, this story puts, puts things into context about how I got to this very special table. Uh, at one point in the winter, my mother decided to move my little sister back to her small hometown in, in the Farming Valley in Southern California. So off she went and my brother and I were in a two-bedroom apartment. He was working, I was working and uh, attending school full-time. After five months, my brother decided to go home to mommy. So he went out to California, and I was in a two-bedroom apartment by myself. Now, understand at this point, my family, all of them were 3,000 miles away. My father in Northern California, my mother, sister, and brother, aunt, uncle, grandparents in Southern California, and I'm on the East Coast. Like with many people, there were some tough times. I'm paying for everything. I'm saving for tuition and books. 
and the books in the high sciences were quite expensive. I'm paying for food, rent, gas in a car that got nine miles to the gallon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, just everything, really. So uh, there was no table. It was just me. My friends were in the service, uh, many of them over in the war. So with everybody else away at college, I was pretty much by myself for a couple years there. Um, with that, um, I ended up meeting uh, the future mother of my children at my job, which was part-time with the Recreation and Parks Department in Maryland. It, uh, it's about 30 hours a week, but evenings and weekends, so I could go to school. And uh, after a period of time, uh, I was pretty serious after a few months, but I had the opportunity to go to the table. And by that I mean I had not sat at a home-cooked meal in several years. I had not had the opportunity to sit with a group of people at a meal for several years. I was working, going to school, or trying to have some kind of social life. So they invited me. Uh, my future wife invited me to her home with her parents. She lived at home and with all their family. Um, that was shocking. Uh, do you have a picture? Yeah, I think picture. we have a picture of you, you picture? at that time, if, if that's in there. Hopefully it made it into the slides. No, maybe not. Oh, no. No? Okay. okay. Well, right. it was, I can vouch that it was Jeff with some long hair, relaxed back, holding a nice drink, looking over his shoulder. It wasn't a nice drink. It was a Schlitz. It was the cheapest I could get. <laughs> Full hair and a beard. It may have worked for me later that day. I don't know. But this was a good Christian family. There were five kids, mother, father, um, and they invited me over. We weren't engaged. We weren't, they just felt the need to try to feed this guy. Because at one point, I remember one meal was instant mashed potatoes and ketchup. You know, we've all, I know that's pretty nasty, but you know, that's me. Um, <laughs> so I show up and I haven't met most of the family. I've met mom and dad and long hair and a beard, which was fairly common in the 70s. I'm driving a Firebird Formula, which made a bit of noise. Uh, so I made an entrance and was welcomed. I had not had a, a group like this to eat with in years. My family was small with divorced parents uh, all through high school. So it started to hit me a little bit. This is, this is pretty nice. But what would it take these folks to invite somebody, and I'm sorry you don't have the picture because, you know, that kind of was a point for me. Um, uh, you know, guess who's coming to dinner? You know, who, who, who would invite you dating their young 20-year-old daughter just to come eat and not knowing him that well? But they did. And I think the moment of truth came after meeting all of the family and being welcomed, frankly, welcomed well, was the prayer. We sat around the long table with the two kids stuck in a corner, as we always do. <laughs> and the father led the prayer. At this point, we knew he had terminal cancer. And that prayer reached me, and it was probably the first prayer to meal in, in 10 years for me. <laughs> so I listened, and I was welcomed in the prayer. I was prayed for in the prayer. 
And at that table, I felt blessed. I felt like, not that there was hope, but that I was doing pretty well, that I had a, I had a lot of things going for me. So I wanted to share my story today of being at the table because it was a large table with a lot of people that welcomed somebody they didn't know that well, who was dating their daughter, you know, and I'm not sure I looked like the kind of person that, they're all pretty clean cut and I, you know, couldn't afford to get my hair cut, so. But like I say, maybe the long hair and the beard, you know, maybe that resemblance got me some brownie points, I don't know. But that's my experience at the table and I thank God every day for that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I will make sure we all see this picture. <laughs> if not today, next Sunday. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Carmen's behind the banana. <laughs> all right. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. That's, um, that's a neat picture of how we've seen, you know, we've heard how Jesus welcomes all different people, has that heart of openness and inclusion, and such an example of that. Um, Carmen, one of the blessings that we've talked about in the series is the blessing of community. And what has been some of your experience of how that started over some meals? My meal experience also did not take place during this uh, sermon series, but the memory remains quite vivid to me. It was a time when the table came to us. Uh, about eight years ago, I was undergoing treatment for lymphoma and I was blessed with many expressions of care and support from family and friends, of course. Uh, that's not so surprising that your family and friends would, would want to take care of you at that time. We were still somewhat new to Grantham Church, didn't know a lot of people, but we had um, deacons, Marion and Ellie Yoder, who called us up and offered to set up a meal train for us during that time when I was receiving chemotherapy. And I really wasn't sure we needed that. We, you know, we could handle this. We were self-sufficient, I'm sure. Um, lean cuisine is available at the grocery store, so. <laughs> uh, but Ellie was insistent. And so, of course, we accepted. So people arrived with these amazing meals once a week. Um, some of these ladies and their husbands I, I knew, but many I did not know. And I remember the food being delicious and nourishing, but re what really struck me was the time and the effort that these volunteers expended on our behalf. And, um, they didn't just deliver a cooked meal. They, they really delivered love and grace to us at that time. And the, the nourishment may have been short-lived, but I, the memory of their kindness uh, stays with me to this day. And each time I see some of these individuals here at church, um, I have a, a warm feeling. And Probably the best thing that came out of that was we got to know these, a lot of people um, through that. We met people, we became friends with um, people, and we've had lasting relationships with some of these people. So I did write them thank you notes, but if you're here this morning again, 
I just want you to know how much that meant to us that you extended your love and grace to us. So thank you. Thanks, Carmen, for sharing that. Talisha, you've talked about how uh, more recently you've had experienced over meals God's love and acceptance, and what has that looked like for you? Um, first off, it was um, a mutual friend had introduced me to Julia Johnson of 180 Ministries. Um, we were just Facebook friends at the time, never met in person. Um, she had a fundraising event here at Grantham for her organization, and I had volunteered for some other duties. Lo and behold, that day we had a severe snowstorm. Some people had to cancel. So my heart really wanted to be in the kitchen because for some reason I just loved to cook for long, you know, large groups. Mm -hmm. So that day um, she had messaged me and said, hey, I have some cancellations. Can I move you around? And I said, sure. Well, she told me she needed me in the kitchen. I was ecstatic. So that was my first time meeting Julia. And um, it was just centered around a meal that was held here for approximately 200 people. Mm. Yeah, and what developed out of that? And what was so touching to you from that? And, and what, what came after that? Oh my gosh, I met so many amazing people. Julia, Colleen, Sarah, Miss Jen, Miss Ruth. And there's a lot of other people I know their faces, but not their names. <laughs> and. I really enjoyed that because we all worked together and they didn't know me, I didn't know them, but it was like we worked so well together and it was just awesome. And shortly after that, um, I became frustrated with the church that I was attending before, several of them, to where I was ready to walk away completely and just be like, you know what, I'm done with church and the people, blah, blah, blah. And Julia said, you know, how about you just give it one more try? Come to Grantham, see how you like it, and then go from there. Well, my first visit here at Grantham, um, we had the fellowship meal after service. So again, um, instead of me preparing the meal, I was actually receiving the meal with others. And there, um, I felt so accepted, welcomed, and I enjoy twice a month where we sit down and fellowship together. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Talisha. So we, we never really know what's going to happen around the table, what will come from those little conversations and that you know, special touch we put into making that dish. And um, we hope that through this series, you've been experiencing that from, from God as he shows us that the table is a place that he has his heart open to us and wants us to join him there. Uh, we're we're going to take some time now to pray together as a church family. And what this is going to look like, we're, we're going to ask you to turn around in your pews. I know we don't do this very often, but to just pray together with, you know, two or three other people, so groups of maybe three or four. Uh, and we, this is our prayers of the people today. So a time for us to pray that we would grow in our heart for hospitality toward others, that we'd be experiencing God's heart more and more um, and his welcome in our lives. 
and uh, maybe that he, we would be open to those blessings that he has for us. Um, maybe God will bring to mind someone in your life who you can be praying for, you, for uh, a neighbor or friend that you want to develop a relationship with and maybe share a meal with. Um, there might be others that come to mind who could uh, experience maybe going through a kind of a hard season who need that fellowship and community and care. Just to share with you, one of our church family members, Lori Babcock, and her family are grieving today over the loss of her mother, um, so we can keep her in mind. And, and others I know we know who, who are needing those blessings of grace and hope and community and God's good future that we've been talking about. Um, so go ahead and turn around. We'll take about five or seven minutes to pray together. If you don't know others, briefly introduce yourself, but go ahead and then just lead into prayer. And as you finish in your groups, go ahead and say the Lord's Prayer among each other to close out. And uh, then our worship team will lead us in a song after that. Give you a few minutes to do that.